He joins me every Tuesday, even in the new year. That's going to continue. Dan Schaefer, the recombobulation area is his fine work, talking about politics in the state of Wisconsin and beyond. Happy New Year, Dan. Happy New Year, Steve. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So let's let's get to it. It's uh, it's going to be a obviously understatement of the year. A busy year. Uh, elections, cases, Trump trials, all that stuff. But in the case of Wisconsin, uh, it made the news at the end of last year, and now it's making the news this year. There's a deadline of January 12th. That's the uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court set that deadline for Republicans to kind of create new maps. Well, last week, Republican lawmakers asked the Wisconsin Supreme Court to stay that decision, reconsider. They're saying not enough time, so they didn't listen to their arguments about new boundaries, where do you see this going in the days and weeks ahead? You know, courts can be unpredictable, but I think I think the uh, the challenge. You know, it was pretty interesting the way they phrased some of the some of the Republicans phrased some of the challenges to that that monumental ruling uh, by the liberal majority on the Wisconsin Supreme Court to strike down uh, Wisconsin's gerrymandered maps. And I think you know it, it's going to be hard to say how things how things play out. You know, there's going to be this challenge. Uh, there's going to be challenges to the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, that, of course, can be, you know, can can go in some unpredictable directions. But I think what this is really going to mean is that that, you know, Wisconsin's state legislative elections are going to be are going to be are going to be facing a different landscape when they hit the ballot next year. You know, all 99 assembly members are up on the ballot every two years. Half of the Senate uh, will be on the ballot uh, in the fall as well. And so I think it's just going to be a, a very different landscape from the very tilted maps that we have seen for so long in the state of Wisconsin. And, you know, my hope is that this, this ruling is held up and then that we will have new maps for the state of Wisconsin for the 2024 election, uh, maps that will more fairly reflect the electorate in the state of Wisconsin. You know, this is a 50-50 state. Almost every statewide election is, is decided by decimal points, and yet we have these gerrymandered Republican majorities in the state legislature that just inflate the, the, the power and make it so difficult to find compromise and find uh, common ground on so many issues across the state when it's just basically one-party rule in the legislature. The scale right now of the, of the gap is at 64-35 Republican majority in the Assembly, 22-11 supermajority in the Senate. Now, a couple of people sent me this argument over the weekend in emails, uh, Two unrelated people with the same thought. Given this aggressive timeline, given all of the expectations that something's going to happen, at least the the demanders, which is the Wisconsin Supreme Court, that they come up with new maps, is it somewhat possible or plausible that they may just say, you know what, we can't do this in this amount of time. It's not going to take effect this year. Is that an outcome that could be uh, something that happens? I'm not sure. I mean, the, the timeline was always going to be tight uh, on this case. You know, filing it right after uh, Janet Protasiewicz was seated in August. Uh, you know, you basically had this timeline from August to, to March to, to more or less find out, you know, how these maps are going to shake out, whether we're going to have something new uh, for for the next election. But I think, you know, the fact that the the court struck this down as unconstitutional really speaks to you know, a matter of urgency here that, you know, this became a priority case. And I think it is so important uh, that Wisconsin gets new maps for the 2024 election, because we've just been living in such an unfair, unbalanced scenario for so long. And I think that was part of what, you know, Jeff Mandel from Law Forward and, and many of the petitioners were 
bringing forth here and prioritizing this and saying that, that this is such a matter of urgency to bring some semblance of more fair representation to Wisconsin for this upcoming election, I, I think it's just so incredibly important. Political writer Dan Schaefer from the Recombobulation area joining us on WTMJ Now. Um, given this aggressive timeline again, and the fact that we have election, you know, big election this year with uh, lots riding at it, of course, the presidential election in November and other elections around the states uh, happening before that, do you get the sense that, um, not Republicans, Democrats, maybe hoping more than they're actually being realistic about what new maps might bring. I, I get a, a little sense of that, and I come from the other other side of the political aisle, but it just seems to me that what you hope for may not be what you ultimately get. Yeah, I think people want it. I think there are a couple things that people hope for. But, you know, if you're looking at just simply the zero-sum game of who will win the majority in the Wisconsin state legislature, you know, I think Republicans will still be favored to win the majority in in the assembly and in the senate i think that will be the case for most years but i don't think that would be the case for all years and i think that's that's ultimately the difference which is that the way the maps are currently constructed it's more likely for republicans to win a two-thirds supermajority again in a 50 50 state than it is for democrats to win a simple majority and i think that makes our elected leaders unaccountable to voters. If they know they're going to be in the majority no matter what, they're going to push an extreme agenda. And I think that is, you know, largely been what has happened uh, under the leadership of Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and so many others uh, on the Republican side of the state legislature. They've just gone so far off the deep end in so many ways that they're in, and it's so difficult to bring accountability. You know, that in, you know, the 2018 election, I think a lot of people point to as when, you know, the majority voted, a majority of Wisconsinites voted for a Democratic candidate in the state assembly, and yet the uh, Republicans still held more than 60 of the seats in the state assembly. It just doesn't add it up. You know, uh, and so I think it's re- going to be really important for, uh, for Wisconsin to have maps that better reflect. And I think, you know, like I said, I think the ma- majority of the time, based on Wisconsin's political geography, that we will have a Republican majority in the state legislature. But that's not going to be be the case all of the time, and that's the difference. You know, one of the things that also is asked and talked about a lot when we talk about redistricting is and gerrymandering is that it's state by state. It's it's whoever has the power, right? In Illinois, it's Democrats. In other states, it's it's a little more nuanced. In 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 state like Wisconsin, heavily Republican favored. Given the nature of politics, and given the history of Wisconsin, when Democrats had the power, they did similar things. Should we ever expect that there is a perfect solution? Because I don't think there is. No, but I think I, I think you can. There, there's no perfect solution, but there are many, many, many better solutions to what we have now. Uh, and I think that is ultimately what we're going to be getting towards. You know, I think, you know, in the last round of, of redistricting, I think there was an opportunity for the Republicans to moderate on this issue. And when Republican leaders Robin Voss and Devin Lemahieu presented maps, they could have presented maps that didn't take. The extreme level that the that the 2010 uh, the the maps from the 2010s did, but they didn't do that. They pushed the gerrymander even further. You know, they carved up a many many suburban districts to give them Republican advantages. Kind of drew Democrats out of seats that they had held for a long time in the northwest part of the state. Made Fox Valley districts more challenging for for Democrats. And I think. That, that they had an opportunity to, you know, in divided government, find something, maybe propose something that Tony Evers would sign. 
they didn't do that. They pushed things even further. And I think that is part of the reason that we're in the situation that we're in, because Republicans just refuse to come to the center on this issue in, in any way. And I think, you know, those those large gerrymandered majorities have warped politics in the state for so long. And I think it's the remedy for this, you know, the opportunity for the remedy for this to come from the election for Wisconsin Supreme Court, uh, I think, is so significant. And, and I really, really think this ruling brings fresh hope to the state of Wisconsin in a, in a way that we haven't seen in a really long time. We're going to take a break. We're joined by Dan Schaefer from the Recombobulation area. We're going to ask him the contiguous question. We talked a little bit about that last week and how that factors into all of this. That's next on WTMJ. We are joined by political writer, columnist Dan Schaefer from the Recombobulation area. How can folks find your great work, Dan? Uh, you can find me at thereconbobulationarea.news, the Recombobulation area on Substack. And you can, of course, follow me on Twitter at Dan R. Schaefer, where I will occasionally tweet about things other than the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> yes, who uh, dropped one last night to the Pacers, a, a thorn in our side, NBA style, uh, but they, I think they play again, again tomorrow night, so a chance for redemption. All right, Dan, this question comes up a lot when you're talking about how you draw the lines. The question of contiguous, contiguousness and continuity of districts, it's not unique to Wisconsin. If you dig, dig around in, in how lines are drawn in other states, it happens in other places. A lot of this is, uh, as, as a reporter uh, said, Recently, looks like a piece of Swiss cheese in some cases. What impact does contiguous districts? I mean, this is a speculation question. What will you? What will that question have to do with the new lines if we get them? Yeah, I think that was you know that was a really interesting piece of this argument that uh, the petitioners were making in this case, challenging the Wisconsin's gerrymandered maps. Uh, and I think even you even had a quote from, I believe, Justice Brian Hagedorn, who's saying that, you know, these, they're probably right, uh, that the Wisconsin, Wisconsin state constitution says that these districts need to be contiguous. The one strange thing with this is, is that there are many municipalities in across the state of Wisconsin where they kind of the borders of each city or town, they might not be contiguous. They have these weird little municipal right. islands, uh, out there. So I think that, you know, might, might, change things and might, you know, make it so that not every uh, municipality is perfectly within a within the border of an assembly or Senate district. But that's already very much the case now. I think, you know, you look at some of these, uh, some of the districts that the Republicans really carved up uh, in the latest round of redistricting, you know, I'll take the the city of Wauwatosa, for example, uh, is, you know, somewhere around the population is somewhere around 55,000, 60,000. That is roughly the, the population of an assembly district uh, in the state of Wisconsin. But the way that Republicans drew it up in the most recent round of redistricting, they carved the city, city of Wauwatosa, which is the most Democratic trending municipality in the state of Wisconsin. They carved that up into four different assembly districts and three different Senate districts. So this, this really already happens uh, all the time. You know, Republicans obviously did this for partisan advantage. Uh, in the most recent round to kind of limit the political power of, of these trending dis- trending cities like Wauwatosa and, and other places like in Dane, Dane County has a ton of these examples uh, of these municipalities that have these municipal islands. Dane County was the fastest growing part of Wisconsin in the, in the 2010s under the, tw- under the 2020 census, but somehow Republicans drew the map so that there was not any new assembly districts in, uh, in Dane County. Uh, in the most recent round. So I think those, you know, they may point to, you know, the contiguity thing as, as kind of splitting up municipalities. Well, that is very much what the Re- Republicans did when they when they redrew the maps for the most recent round anyway. 
Uh, so if, if that's a challenge, it's not a new challenge. That's just an existing challenge. Do you see, this is the final question on the redistricting uh, case, do you think that we will get new maps as the court asked for in late February or early March? I think, you know, if those if the U.S. Supreme Court does not weigh in and change anything, I think this will go forward under the deadlines that the Wisconsin Supreme Court has, has set. But I think the, the one wild card here uh, is, you know, if, like, as Assembly Speaker Robin Voss has said, they will take this to the U.S. Supreme Court. I expect that that is, is what's going to happen. Uh, and as we've seen in recent years, uh, with the, the current makeup of that U.S. Supreme Court, things can get be a little bit unpredictable. So, you know, this, this is very much a state issue. This is an appeal to the state constitution. This is, that is something that Chief Justice John Roberts said in the last, uh, in the last case brought to the Supreme Court that these types of challenges should be brought to state courts. That's exactly what, you know, folks on the left, Jeff Mandel of Law Forward and, and the other petitioners in this case have done, bring about a state constitutional issue. Uh, you know, we always talk about the separation of powers between federal and state when it comes to the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, they weigh in on that in a number of ways. It would be very interesting. You know, it would be, you know, kind of against a lot of conservative principles to allow for federal control over a state uh, state court decision. But again, we've seen that these these things can be unpredictable um, and, and it's really hard to say. But I think that uh, ultimately what this comes down to is that that. You know, the the gerrymander has just warped politics in Wisconsin for so long and made these legislators so unaccountable to the voters. And I think this just this ruling really brings hope. This this ruling really absolutely represents hope for a better future for the state of Wisconsin. Is Dan Schaefer one more break? And then we're going to talk some taxes, changes in city and county of Milwaukee. That's next in WTMJ now. Political writer Dan Schaefer joining us from the recombobulation area. Before we get, let you get out of here, uh, today's tax day. Well, the start of a new tax or one new, one additional tax. The city and county of Milwaukee, their total tax goes from 5.5% to 7.9%. Interesting debate, and I saw this play out on social media yesterday. You, you took offense, Dan Schaefer, to a Washington County executive, Josh Showman, sort of asking people to shop in Washington County. Why is that offensive to you? Well, I think it is exploiting political divisions. I think that this, you know, city and county sales tax was something that uh, came came together through some remarkable level of state and local cooperation. You had, you know, Republicans in the legislature, the, Dem- the Democratic governor's office, uh, Democratic mayors of the uh, leaders in the city and county had to negotiate this deal because for so long the state of Wisconsin was defunding. Uh, the city of Milwaukee and cutting the local budget every year over and over and over again by hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, and so it got to the point where we needed uh, needed a fix, needed a long-term budget fix. And part of that was the uh, the sales tax. And I think, you know, this is something that the Washington County executive said he supported uh, during the negotiations. But as soon as the, the sales tax comes due, uh, he's exploiting those those political divisions. And I think that's exactly what we need to get away from. Uh, in our politics, you know, we need we need to stop getting away. We need to start getting away from the city versus suburb mentality that so many on the right, in particular, have. And I think, you know, I think it would be a great show of, of solidarity, uh, a great show of, of regional cooperation to say that, hey, this is this is a good thing uh, to to shore up Milwaukee's finances for the long term. You know, we this is the first budget in. Uh, in a generation that's able to make new investments, hire new police officers, expand the, the fire department's budget, expand the 
uh, city of public works budget, expand transit, all sorts of different kinds of things. And yet, you know, the result that we see from from Republicans, the reaction we see from Republicans is, again, blaming Milwaukee, even though this is a Republican negotiated deal. And I think it's really frustrating uh, to see those types of political divisions exploited in the way that the Washington County executive has been. I would argue he's cheerleading for his county. But beyond that, where, if you look at this issue, this is if this is something that can actually be looked at and, and, and uh, verified in the future. We can look to see, do we see a reduction in people buying large purchases, large big ticket items in the city and county of Milwaukee? If there's an impact like that and the, and the revenue doesn't hit some of the objectives that were predetermined by this increase, are we talking about a situation where ultimately people are, are making the choice to not shop in Milwaukee, not buy Milwaukee, or, or is that just an overblown political uh, expectation? Yeah, I think that type of thing is speculative at best. I think, you know, you look at, you turn to the nonpartisan experts on this if you, if you want some better insight. But I, I did an interview with uh, Rob Hankin of the Wisconsin Policy Forum recently, and he said uh, that, that Milwaukee's budget, it was it, the turnaround that Milwaukee's budget had is mind blowing, and that this is the best Milwaukee city and county their budgets have been in in a generation. And that is because of the, the fix for, uh, the local sales tax because of the uh, the reform for shared revenue that we saw. And so I think this is going to allow, you know, maybe there's, on an individual level, people are going to do what's best for themselves. And if they were going to make a big ticket purchase outside of Milwaukee County to, to save a few bucks, you know, that's fine. But we also have, you know, Milwaukee is going to be hosting a lot of big events in the upcoming years, the RNC, you know, all sorts of different things, you know, let's, let's fingers crossed, we get another bucks run to the championship, right? And so when people are coming downtown, Spending their dollars on, on, you know, regional, regional tourism, regional tourism spiked in a huge way in Milwaukee, uh, in recent years. And, and people are going to be, you know, spending, spending money here, uh, and, and that will benefit, uh, and that will benefit the city and county through that increased sales tax as well. Uh, so I think this is, this is something that, you know, we should all get on board with and, and kind of supporting each other uh, as a region uh, on an issue like this. With just a few minutes left, a few minute left, uh, one minute left, I should say. Um, what's a, a story or an issue that's on your radar as we talk about the week coming up? Well, today is the, the deadline for local election filing. So I, I'm, I'm taking a look and see who's going to be on the ballot uh, for, you know, Milwaukee County Board, Milwaukee Common Council. The mayor and county executive. Right now, it doesn't look like the county executive is going to have a challenge at the moment. Uh, there was there was one candidate who had filed paperwork, but they did not get the uh, the candidate filing. So, is David Crowley going to be running and opposed? Is, is Mayor uh, Cavalier Johnson going to be facing you know only kind of uh, nominal opposition in these races? What's going to happen uh, you know across the board for some of these local elections? You know, every year is an election year. We're looking ahead at this year as a presidential election year, of course. But every year has its local elections, and I think those are really important to pay attention to. Today is a really important deadline for a lot of that. Dan Schaefer from the Recombobulation Area. Where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me at the Recombobulation Area dot news, Recombobulation Area on Substack, and on Twitter at Dan R. Schaefer. Well, thank you, Dan. We'll talk next week.